jokes aside, I mean, if we don't tell our own stories, we shouldn't get pissed off when people tell our stories wrong. You know, we need to start being accountable for our stories, you know? Untainted Podcast, back. Um, yeah, man. Um, today we're in beautiful Soweto yet again. I think we love Soweto. But today we're going to talk about um, document, actually documenting our stories through imagery. And you know what? Yet again, let me, let me stop babbling. How are you, my brother? I'm easy. And how are you, my king? Nah, I can't complain. can't complain. Um... Before I get into anything, please introduce yourself to our community. Uh, my name is Andy Lebala. Mm-hmm. I'm a social documentary photographer, a vernacular photographer, and on my best day, I'm a documentary filmmaker. <laughs> so many titles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the things like now, um, during this period, what, what it really has taught us is to ask people how are you doing i think i want to get there with any entrepreneur creative how are you doing how are you how are you maneuvering and how are you during this period in time we're we're always trying to find meaning on what we're doing for a living yeah uh in that entire process of finding meaning we're also trying to find ourselves yeah mm. uh, so i'm still breathing still have a bit to survive and yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I can't complain much. I don't see a reason to complain. Ah, cool, cool. So, um, when did you first pick up your first lens? I think I think that's the question. I think when uh, when when did you pick up your first lens and like, okay, I want to do this. Uh, I photography happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something I've planned. It just happened. Uh, I've always seen things in a different way. Uh, I've played soccer half of my life. When my football scholarship got declined a month when we were supposed to leave for the US, I lost focus and I had to find something that I could do that could keep me focused. So it happened that I've always loved or wished to to see photographs of myself playing Mm -hmm. soccer. Then I just decided to pick up uh, my cousin's uh, point-and-shoot camera and I did a mini doggy about a friend of mine, Utemi Tem. Uh, he does rap and I started following him. Then when I, r- then, then I dropped that on YouTube and had a Majita chilling, watching it. Then I realized that uh, filmmaking needs a lot of equipment. I don't have money. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a phone. Uh, I think that was 20, 2009, 2010. Then I started create, creating images of everyday Bantu from Ekaslam, which is Orlando West, Kilan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I mean, okay, now jumping into the crux of it, you know, like a lot of people tend to shy away from the subject matter you usually choose, you know, which is, you know, photography. Because, you know, why choose such such a subject matter? Uh, I think Zongitori they're important, my king. Uh, when when they are told in a in a better and a softer way. Uh, what is a better and a softer way, and how do you represent people? You'd never know until you try to represent them, or you sit down and have conversations with them. Uh, 
when I picked up a camera, I was just playing around. And I got introduced to different communities of photography and met the most amazing black, white photographers, Indian. And I was like, shucks, man. I'd love to, to jump into the platform Abaguyo and, and explore more. Then I realized Dubai, everyone was moving into the Josie CBDs and everyone was photographing high-end fashion and everyone was photographing these beautiful images. Mm. And I felt like, uh, tell me I don't go back and and tell my, my everyday stories of Amajita. Because a friend of mine would make a joke a friend of mine would make a gesture, certain pose that I wish I would share with someone. And I was like, okay, ting shooti kasi. Let me try to master my craft, ekasi. Then I started photographing my family, photographing my friend, photographing a lot of my lady. Uh, that's where I actually was like, nah, man, ting kasi, and and teach my eye to to look and listen. And I'm I'm gonna move into different spaces. Mm-hmm. That's how I decided to clearly cast. Hmm. Um, it's it, it, it's a very interesting thing because I mean, um, then I think the following question would be like, what exactly are you trying to, you know, communicate with the audience? You know, through your images. Because I picked up your images like honestly on Instagram, and there was some level of familiarity. You know, because I'm from Spokane, for example. Yeah. But your image, images. You know, they, they literally translate just across the ball or like there's something familiar, there's familiarity behind it. So going back to that, like with, with, with when you take images, what are you trying to tell the world about the guys? So Abandu relates, Siazalana in mm. a way. Uh, when I used to play Itiski back in the day, we used to come play Sbukeng. Mm. And I have a, a project titled Liches in Number Number. It explores... Uh, the misfortune and the fortunes of Itiski and how football has shaped us as black bantu and how we all believe to bar uh, it will put a song on our table. Uh, I'm just I'm just showing Uba we relate. I'm just showing Uba says Alana and I'm just showing Uba there's always that amazing moment that needs to be captured. Mm. Either or photographed or engaged visually. It's up to, to the next person. Other people choose to see and keep it in their mind. Others choose to, to see and photograph and keep it in their archives. Others choose to see a photograph and put it in these social media platforms so that the next person can find themselves through these images. So the idea is to teach, inspire, learn, and educate in a in a process and show the beauty side of the spaces we come from because there's there's something amazing about where we come from. Uh, we don't we don't embrace the poverty, but mm. but these images also and these type of life ACP life always bring us into that idea of uh, yes I'm from a poor family, but I'm great netiski. Yes, I'm, a, I'm from a poor family, but I'm one of the best models by far. I'm one of the best DJs by far. So using these images to communicate change, uh, to inspire, to educate, and to motivate mm-hmm. an everyday person that come across these everyday images, which are vernacular photographs of everyday Bantu. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, you you refer to yourself majority of the time as as a social documentary photographer, yeah. right? I think through your journey, what are the key lessons that you've learned behind the lens with people that you really capture? Uh, one of one of my greatest projects is Ubudota. Mm. Loosely translated, what does it mean to be a man? Uh, I cycled 150 kilometers around Soweto for 150 great pictures of men. So, mm. from Ibuyapi University uh, always said to me, who are these men? Where are they from? And so the project allowed me to explore the entire LGBTQ community to understand what makes a man. So it has taught me a lot about myself as a man because the photography, remember, for me, it's a journey of discovery and discovering myself and, and learning from these streets and learning from everyone that I've ever met by far. Mm. So Obotota has, has shaped the way I, I view myself as a man and have shaped how I, I handle myself and how I handle, handle myself in the community and also how I treat the next person. Yeah. So for the journey taught me a respect, a resilience, uh, honesty. Uh, got a couple of tips on, on fashion from Mama Pansula. Got a bit of dance moves there and there. <laughs> I've learned from the legends that came before me uh, I've learned I'm a jargon a different and I'm a slang so it's ital from all types of language from Eka. So it allowed me to go Mang Sendo Fire and I cover Melang Ring is Lista, Mang Sen Zambia and I cover Melang Kulumen, Mang Sekilan, Mang Sek. So the entire journey has taught me Ubuntu. I feel like sometimes as people we forget how multicultural like Soweto is. You know, like it's not just one group or two groups is very multiracial with its own subcultures altogether, you know. But yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, um, there's a project that you did, yeah, Amazayon, you yeah. know. Um, you talk about African spirituality, you know. What kind of inspired that to really capture that? So, remember when I started, uh, a lot of friends of mine are shooting for magazine covers, they shoot high fashion. Uh, and I could not shoot fashion. Mm. And the only time I shot fashion is when I was shooting Sunday People. So Sunday People is images of Abantu Besonto wearing Zambato, Zabo, Zasekawin. As I only most you feel confident enough. And the Wisile and all the other churches. So Ankulele uh, Zayon, and I used to visit a lot of churches. So when I started photographing uh, uh, Sunday people, Sunday people moved to, it took me back mm. when I used to church and I had to be fully engaged with the project. I had to study the faces I photograph. I had to know where they're from. I had to know Bayapi. I had to know where they stay as a documentary photographer. And I had to follow them until I moved to where I stay right now. And I picked up Amans. Amans, it's a breakaway, or it's a f second phase of Sunday people. So the people I was engaging visually on Sundays are now next to my window 
all along bibeza emanzini for inklambululo or just to pray in the mountain and and it moved to a project titled god moves mm. as the same people but now it's a silhouette it's people moving on top of the wall as silhouettes but sunday people amanzi and god moves is actually one project it's a project within a project mm. that explores african spirituality and and how we are connected to amanzi and how we are connected to prayer and isinyanya also so uh i love the project because it always takes me back home uh the wen kulenga corner my father taught me how to pray mm-hmm. i know someone can't be taught how to pray uh, but he taught me how to pray elagenumagogo taught me how ngene sikuqweni uh and everyone that i've ever lost in my life they come back through sunday people amanzi and god moves that's mm-hmm. why i'm close to that project yeah that was a beautiful project yeah. i mean yeah. i picked it up on mm-hmm. uh bubble bubble club uh, yeah. i think so yeah. that was a beautiful project yeah. i mean when speaking about this i mean there was an interview that you spoke about on actually this year when you spoke about before covid it was really hard to sell sort of uh, imagery guys you know what why do you think it became so difficult to sell images before the whole lockdown and covid of it guys so for me like personally uh, i'm more into prints uh, so i sell uh, i sell more i eat through prints so for me during covid and after covid i sold mm. uh, forever sell uh, for other people it was a bit difficult to sell but the greatest thing about the covid was that ba abantu were starting to see that their walls are naked and they use certain amount of money they could use to e- entertainment it is uh, mm. in investing into the art uh, so uh, covid some people made money some did not make money uh it's not it's not hard to sell it mm. but it's hard how to package it to to make it uh, make sense to omnia omdu uh when i started photography i was revisiting spaces and and that's that's the knowledge i take into my work and how i sell my prints is that i remind people of where they come from mm. so if you're staying in dane fan i'm going i'm going i'm going i'm going to create a photograph that would re, uh, that would make you remember where you're from and every time when you have it in your lounge or in your studio you would remember where you're from and it's either you find a way of coming back and giving a kid a chance or you just use that printer say where you are i need to stay focused so that i can't go back to this mm-hmm. uh, to this past in, in a way mm-hmm. there's this phrase that you say you are selling experience at a premium price yeah. I, I, l- i love that yeah. can you can you expand on that it's a process bro mm. uh, it's an entire process uh I was inspired by Bomponomponyana and that image your mama ahake umdanake those images always gave us hope mm. still today I don't know who owns that I'm I'm still in search and trying to uh, to know who owns that image uh those images are iconic and legendary so I'm trying to build a legendary Andile Bala which I pray one day every household 
owns Andy Lepal. So when I speak about premium brand, I speak about the type of paper I use that lasts more than 100 years, uh, the type of grading, the emotions in the image. Uh, might never make sense to the next person, but to some it does. Mm. Where when you look at the image, you feel something that you've never felt ever. When one was creating that, was feeling something they've never felt ever. So it's just a way of selling feeling, but a feeling when every time when you wake up and you look at it, and it changes your everyday life. Mm. Yeah, so high-end paper, quality images and quality stories. What are quality stories again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm selling that. I'm selling high-end uh, all my works are sold uh, to uh, at an addition of one over five, meaning each print is one, an EV of a ten. So that's why they premium uh, prints. They're mm -hmm. resellable. Uh, you're allowed to resell them. But it's always it's always best to have one of one. An original. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't. I, I gave a friend of mine. Uh, we did an exchange. I could not afford him. A Caesar Corsa. And the Lindo Zwane. Yeah. And the painters. I could not afford them. Uh, so the best way to own them was to give them a one-of-one. One. Mm. And when you give someone a one-of-one one and have a lot of people looking for that one-of-one, one, you'd be like, as an entrepreneur, you feel like, <laughs> as a creative entrepreneur, you feel like you lost money. Yeah, but yeah. but at the end of the day, I'm owning a piece that's quite amazing and expensive over that print. Mm -hmm. So I need to cherish it. And, and yeah. Um, one of the things, that, um, again, just kind of like referring back to the interview I heard where you spoke, and you, you, you talk about sustainability within the mm. photography. When, when taking a picture of someone, and coming back and you know giving them something do you really um can you just you know just expand on sort of the sustainability if a young person is listening is like okay cool i don't just take take mm. and not give back type of thing you know uh Olinda Mkiza, which is one of my most inspiration apple i draw it from a pro kid says in one of his interviews if the horse got your back you safe mm. so that's what i do uh I create works, collaborations with people, but I tell them, but this might never make sense now, but in the next coming months or years, it would make sense. And let's agree that if it sells, I reach out and you get a certain amount of money. And if it does not, it does not, but one day it would sell. So it's quite important to buy our own band. We don't take them as subjects and we don't take them Mm. But what's quite important is if one person Andy Lepala that has your face, uh, I need to speak to you about, and you agree we sell it, you get your share, I get my share. It has nothing to do with money, but we live in a space where laundering that you have is quite important. Mm. So it's the same way of, of, of seeing a model and say to them, your face is money, and they end up in a billboard. It's the same thing I'm doing. Mm. I'm not an agent or an agency, but it's just saying to a person about one day that picture of that flower would make sense, and it will. Mm. When it makes sense, we reach out.
No, it makes sense though. Do you ever think about your legacy as a storyteller and a creator? Uh, I'm not chasing a legacy per se in mm. uh, I don't want to be iconic in a way. I just want to inspire. Uh, I look at Instagram today and I look at how I started and and how it looks. Mm. I'm not speaking about photography only, but I'm speaking about the gram and how people now st- understand how they can make money about their own talents mm. and how not even like making money per se, but in a living out of uh, their own talents. Uh, I think that's the legacy, not mine, but the legacy that was created by those that came before me and they inspired me and I came, I inspired other people and it's not about Andy Lebala, mm. but it's about every person learning from what I learned from the next person and mm. becoming great and realize about uh, everyday pictures of everyday people are quite important. Some learn from them, some become great from them, and some find themselves from those images. One can wake up depressed when they see a picture of an upcoming legend. I don't even believe one is an upcoming, but when I <laughs> see yeah. an image of a great photographer, they become inspired and I'm going to have a relax a bit. Mm. That's a legacy we're looking for. I don't know if I make sense. No, though. it's making a lot of sense. But yeah, but look, let's let's find comfort in everything that everyone does. I found comfort from Mrs. Tandi Swamazwai. Mm. I found comfort from Linda Mkize. Let's allow the next person to find comfort in these images that we're trying to create. And that's the legacy we're trying to, to build. Mm. I mean, the world took a sort of a pause um, during this period of lockdown when yeah. COVID really hit. And I think it's, it's becoming a trend where I ask a lot of people, what are some of the key lessons you felt you learned during this pause and red race, actually everything slowing down? Yeah. Sharks, bruv. I've I've always I've always worked from home. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's nothing new with it like that. <laughs> yeah, it was, but the the entire yeah. setup in Dondo, yeah, uh, yeah. where I would wake up and already in the TV room, my lady, it's like I created her own working station <laughs> there. Now I have to deal with this person. And like, please call your people, come back to work. They're crowding our space. <laughs> but re- <laughs> but real talk, bruv. Uh, it taught me love. Mm. Uh, it taught me patience, resilience. Uh, it taught me the importance of family. It taught me the importance of uh, checking on each other. Mm. Uh, because other people stay alone or they stay alone and no one check on them and COVID messed them up because now you need to be alone mm. every time in the house. Uh, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about the entire community. When I was shooting two of my COVID projects, uh, one is called Black Economy and one is called When We Saw Silence. And that's why I realized about a lot of Bantu are actually unemployed. Uh, when I look at the space behind, mm. uh, I could pick up a lot of people have left. It says a lot about how a lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, so a pandemic has messed up a lot of people's lives. But it's just finding ways about how do we soldier on. Mm. Uh, 
how do we come back that's why we need artists we need musicians we need poets we need writers we need tv personalities radio personalities speaking positive vibes every day for one to find themselves because mm. it are quite depressed i'm sorry about that word and but this is not the first time you say that okay but finish <laughs> yeah, your <cool>. statement <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get back yeah. to it. yeah yeah so yeah man covid 19 has taught me so much about myself the next person and and collaborations and taught me that collaborations are super 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 amazing and they so important mm. and also looking and finding different incoming streams and not focusing in one thing so that's some of the things i've learned and i've lost family members uh during the time not from covid but during the time and it was hard to bar some family members can come through Mm. you see and that's sad bro still is mm. yeah we're trying to find ourselves but yeah it was yeah it, it, it's, a, it's such a complex thing now jumping back to Udaiki, like you you said it's black trauma yeah yeah how, how do you want to expand on that because you went through it but i felt in that conversation yeah. and the other yeah. you you didn't really expand on it why Utu Taiki is traumatized. Uh, I've met a lot of friends. Mm. Maybe I'm depressed, maybe I'm not. I don't know what's depression. That's why I started it with this project titled in understanding and exploring a depression. Uh, we can't just uh, diagnose ourselves or Bantu. Uh, we, we we need to understand it and we need to be fully engaged about we we in a spaces where we're offline in real life but we're online on these social media platforms mm-hmm. uh, and we we lose ourselves easily uh, uh, because that's the other way of us finding finding ourselves or finding excitement I was one I was I was out in one pub and, and a friend of mine saw me I was like yo zero it's been a minute in Agboni in Jayam I tend to not depressed this valley this so as jobly so all type of thing that statement but it's a deeper statement besides bar I saw a ten we were forcibly moved to the Saudi West uh, and these generational traumas we come with mm. uh, but even our own generation by far uh, but we suffer from our own suffer from unemployment uh, but we suffer f- from being broke uh, and broken mm. also uh, but but yeah man with time we would find those that have answers to allow us and teach us to find ourselves through as a mistakes that are generational mm. yeah brother yeah as a great convo um so if anybody's interested to get your prints um want to get in touch with you to get your work how do they go about uh marketing (laughs) not even not even even this conversation on its own is free interview (laughs) i'm just joking (laughs) uh people can drop me a line on instagram i'm andile bala uh b-h-a-l-a 
I'm also on Facebook, Amandi Lepala. They can drop me a line. We could sit down and have conversations about what print they're looking for. And I could walk them into the journey, how the image was created, why it was created, why I'm printing it on this type of paper, why I'm framing it on this type of uh, e-frame. So that's the premium I was speaking about. Yes. The actual process of mm. understanding and being part. Uh, remember, when, when part of me becomes part of your your family, your mm. house, it's no more about me now. It's about me and you mm. sharing ideas of what reflects well in, in a room that has this type of light, in a room that has this type of light. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Thanks a lot, my brother. Anytime. Uh, thanks for the convo. Um, I, I feel like I'm more inspired than, yeah. <laughs> than because you get to learn more about sort of the, the artists behind the lens, yeah. you know, and also how they view the world, you know. And yeah, but thank you again for your time, bro. Yeah, these, these, these are real stories, my king, with real layers. Mm. Uh, just need to capture them in a proper way. We need to represent Bantu in a proper way. We need to put people in conversation. The same people we photograph, they need to know they're being photographed. Uh, they need to know where their face is going to sit or be placed. Uh, they need to be part of the image as they make the image. That's another copyright law who owns the image, mm. the person on the photograph or the person that took the photograph. Mm. That's another conversation on its own. Do you feel pressure though, um, taking this large responsibility of showing the world where you st where you from? I I this uh, this is this is how I want us to be seen, my king, or how people need to see us. Uh, they need to see us at the at our happiest. Mm. They need to see us at our saddest moments, and they need to see us when we become great. Uh, we don't endorse or embrace intropego. We're just finding ways. Look at Sikumul and Jenge Chesi. And there's no pressure. This this is our stories. Someone. Kalem Tata might never understand this way to someone that's from the the Val might never understand this way to but we relate. God that makes us relate. Mm, that yeah. connects us as people. Yeah, so it's just a way of making conversation, King mm. as there's nothing there's nothing amazing about about what we're doing, but people we're photographing are actually amazing. Mm. They're bigger than what we're trying to do. And they're the ones that are actually changing the world, not me behind the lens. Mm. I'm just, I'm just a guy that happened to to have a camera, and I happened to have a vernacular conversation. I get a vernacular photograph mm. that might change the next person's life. So mm. there's nothing amazing about it, but it's image making and trying to tell our stories. We're not trying; we're actually telling them. Yeah. yeah and we've been those came before us; they did. We're just taking from where they are. And these young legends that are coming, I'm say primary school or go grade one, they might tell the they might tell these stories in a better way. Mm. We tried. They might change the world in a better way. So that's the idea. Oh, we're setting the blueprint to per se. My brother, thanks a lot. Um, again. thanks again for your time. Thanks again for the convo and also sort of the insight 
behind sort of the person that's yeah. behind the, the lens yeah. you know yeah. I'm, just, I'm just a guy with a red bag a bike and a head <laughs> nothing amazing and a playlist you yeah. see playlist you see i i, I don't yeah. forget you said yeah. as a playlist yeah bicycle yeah. and a camera weird weird <laughs> yeah music shaped us yeah music music plays a major role in mm. in what i do uh it has shaped what i'm trying to create mm. uh my photo book that I've been shooting for for years, uh, title from DK to Star Town. That's actually a verse from mm. Pro Kid, mm. from DK to Star Town. So that's actually DK to Star Town. Yeah. My brother, thanks a lot. Sure, sure, <laughs>